welcome back to Highs and Lows with John and Bex. Yeah, welcome. We're tired, so this could be a fun one. We're very tired. I don't know why we're so tired. I just don't it could be anymore. a combination of baby sleep schedules and changing work schedules, which hopefully is solidified now. And Late nights, early mornings, being woken up through the night. Recovering from a year of nonsense. Stress. Yeah. You know. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight... Are we setting the scene? No, we don't really have a scene. We don't have one. The scene is our bedroom. Yeah, it's the usual place now. <laughs> we don't have one. I took a bath. That's exciting. I hope it was a good bath. It was a good bath. There's Easter bunnies in our cupboard, like chocolate ones, and I'm tempted to eat them. But they're for the kids, so I probably shouldn't. Well, we thought... That we would have a laugh and maybe a cry (laughs) all in one episode because we've had some ridiculous things said about us in the, what, nearly two years we've been together. And even before then too. It's kind of crazy that we haven't even been together quite two years yet. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've lived a lifetime in that, not even two years. Mm-hmm. But from the get-go, before we were even really a thing, there were things said about us as a couple. Yes. Before we were even a thing, there were things said to us and about us individually. Yep. And is it one of those, like, laugh or you cry things, maybe? I suppose it's one of those things that's, like, we've both been in narcissistic abusive relationships so things get said mm-hmm. in those mm-hmm. and leaving those that like i read a message to you tonight from my ex-husband yeah yeah and we... it was quite familiar to you wasn't it well, look just a little bit you've heard one you've heard them all yeah exactly exactly kind of um yeah. anyway so we thought it would be fun we've compiled a list of the things that have been said to us, about us, individually together. And we just thought it would be kind of fun to, like, laugh about them, talk about them, be real about the things that actually hurt. Because some of them are just ridiculous and we've just, like, shaken our heads. Shaken our heads? I, I think that's the way you'd say it. Yeah, okay. If it's past tense, you'd say we shook our heads. Well, we're still shaking our heads. Present tense. There we go. Anyway, some of them we just shake our heads at. And this is ridiculous. Some of them sting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Some of them are actually really hard to know about and you have to process it a little bit. So, yeah, some of them, some of the things that have been said to us have just been like, oh, that's ridiculous. Others, oh, that actually hurts and I need to process that. Or I know I need to defend myself against that, but how am I going to defend myself against that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a time. Yeah. And I think anyone that's been in any of our situations, anyone that's been divorced, um, anyone that is in a co-parenting situation, anyone that grew up religious and left said religion, I feel like you're going to have experienced some of these words and opinions and struggles, potentially. But also the attitudes from the people and... Right. Because that's almost half the battle sometimes is dealing with yeah. not necessarily what's been said, but the way it's being said. 
Well, exactly. I mean, it's it's the heart behind it, and it's the what's the intention and what's the because I mean, some of the things that have been said to us were absolutely not about you or I. It was their principles, right? And our choices violated their principles, right? Right. So should we just get into that one then? Well, before we started, I just can I like say a funny story about me doing something stupid? Sure. Okay. So for a while now, we've been going to this netball with the church's young families. It's not even the church's thing, but you know, some people from a church go to it. Yeah. Um, and I went alone this Sunday gone because. C was asleep he and was you didn't sleeping. want to wake him and you kind of just... I needed to not people. You needed, yeah, sure, to not people. Um, <laughs> it's a whole thing in my So, life. anyway, a little bit more backstory. I have had a pimple oh. on the inside of my nose. <laughs> right, I forgot about this. And it's been sore for a while and I didn't know what was going on and then I looked in the mirror randomly and saw that, oh, there's actually like a pimple in the middle of my nose. And I oh, I remember this story that I read where this guy got a pimple in his armpit and he was overseas and he was backpacking and he popped it and then got this massive infection and it was just a drama. Very dramatic. And so I'm like, okay, I don't want to pop this pimple in case I get an infection in my nose. So what do you do instead? Well, I, I don't pop it. Um, but anyway. That's not what I meant. So I go to this netball group by myself this one time and I get there <laughs> <Okay>. and <laughs> sure okay <laughs> sorry and I get there and one of the people there goes oh hi John hi John how you going and of course me being me not even because it's just been on my mind I'm like hey good I've got a pimple in my nose though <laughs> and I'm sure the response was just wait what did See, that, you came home why and, did that come out of his mouth you because, came home and told me the story and i just went oh in that moment she probably went oh he's a bit special that's why he just sort of like hangs around and doesn't really like come to church just well the res- response that i got was oh they're the worst aren't they <laughs> Okay, well, at least she was polite. I'm pretty sure I would have just been a little bit taken aback and, like, I don't know how to respond to this. Well, I mean, that would be fair. Anyway. Anyway. So, So, to get on with what we're even here for. I don't know how to, like, segue into it now because you've just told the whole story that broke up where we were at. But anyway. So you said we've got a list. Yeah. Are we just going to, like, swap back and forth? Because it's just a list of everything that's been said. It's not, like, yeah. said by this person, said by yeah. that person. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to, like, identify I was gonna these say, people. We're not going to identify people because that's not the point of what we're doing. It's not, like, calling people out on the shit things they've said. It's about, well, A, us just, like, having a laugh and processing. But B, it's, like I said, people that have been there and done that and had to listen to the same type of bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just because of the situations. Okay, so... One of my very favourite things that has been said to us, about us, whatever, and it was said very early in our relationship, you don't know what love is. Mm. Do we go into why this was said? Because that's my favourite part. 
I don't think we need to. Because, I mean, the statement itself implies that the person who says it... Absolutely knows Absolutely what knows what love is and yeah. knows more than you do and is in a place to be able to judge whether you are in love or not. Well, and that was exactly the point. I mean, this statement was made without ever having met me and without ever having seen us. Right. And we've been pretty private up until that point. Exactly. We kept things pretty on the down low for several reasons. So, I mean, it was one of those statements that was, like, more aggravating than anything else. I was a bit surprised by it. It was just a stupid comment. Like, where does that even come from? It wasn't something that hurt me. It was just more, wow, like, you're that willing to judge based on your ideals and your values. Because that's all it was based on. It wasn't based on, I've seen you two together and I've seen this and I've seen that and therefore it was just, you don't meet my standards of what I think should happen. So it was fun. It was so fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun. It led into a whole thing. It's great. Anyway. What's the next one? Well, look, the next one is something you can that... You just pick a random. Oh, just pick a random one. Yeah. <laughs> the list isn't that long. All right. Ah, yes. Just a relative stranger. Oof. See, that was one that hurt. It also, again, implies that this person would know absolutely anything about you. I think we do need to give a slight bit of context for this one. Not who said it, but it was said about me in relation to Tia now. Mm -hmm. After I had been in their lives for more than a year. Actively. Regularly. Yeah. After which one of them was calling me Mama Vex. But I was just a relative shrink. (laughs) You're... Sorry. (laughs) Anxiety! Sorry. (laughs) That's what it reminded me of. (laughs) Anyway. But um, yes, it just... It's an infuriating thing to hear when... So bad. The reality is completely different to what that statement implies. Again, made by someone who had never seen me. Just no ideas. Just absolutely no clue. Literally didn't have the conversation. Sorry, Literally didn't have any context. Or concept. For that statement. It was just in the situation we were in. That seemed like the best ground to stand on. So that one was annoying. Definitely hurt a little bit. And I didn't want it to hurt. Mm. But I remember there was a third party in that situation with us. And even she said to me, oof. That had to hurt a little bit. I'm like, yeah, it kind of does. Mm. It really kind of mm-hmm. does. Because it's not fair to the kids either. Because that's not accurate to how they feel. It's very dismissive. Yeah. It's a dismissive statement. It was a shitty, it was a shitty time in our lives. Um, What's our next one? What's our next one? <laughs> it's hard. Not like, do we keep going on the same vein? Or let's go for something a bit more fun. Okay, okay. Well... Why can't you possibly do this thing for two weeks from now? Do you have a booty call scheduled or something? 
Did you know that booty calls were scheduled in advance? Because I didn't. I mean, my understanding of booty calls, and I guess hookup culture, by it's extension, like a ten pm text. Very... Room, what are you doing? Or not even that. Sometimes, sometimes it's just like a peach, a peach. or tacos, or an eggplant, or an eggplant. <laughs> but like, you don't typically schedule them two weeks in advance. Not as far as I'm aware, hmm. it's very spur of the moment. Right. Very, I'm feeling like this, so let's see if the other person's feeling mm. like this right now. Mm. Look, that probably possibly goes down as one of my most favorite comments made. Do you know what you schedule far in advance? What? When you're in a long term, long <laughs> distance relationship oh. and you're meeting up. Okay. That's see, when you see, schedule. See, I thought you were going to be like when you're married and have kids. Then you schedule <laughs> a booty call with your wife in advance. Because, you know, kids. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Actually, along that same vein. Okay. And I will sort of identify that it was said to me in this again. Um, I was wearing some leather shorts one day. And I believe the phrase was something like, what? Are you going to go slutting around town? Oh, dear. Mm, Because I'm the sluttiest slut that existed, apparently. I mean, also, it's hard on a podcast, but if you know me in real life, I'm really not that. (laughs) I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but, like, that's just not me. Yeah. But, you know, leather shorts apparently equals, yeah, it was was a fun time. It's a fun time. Every time. And, okay, so I'm not a fan, necessarily. I wouldn't say that I'm not a fan because I've just never really watched anything that he's ever done. But there's this comedian called Bo Burnham. Mm -hmm. And then I came across a, I want to say poem that he wrote. Mm -hmm. It's about all the sluts he likes to fuck. Oh, jeez. And every time, like you're saying slut, and I'm thinking, oh, Bo Burnham. (laughs) And it was the weirdest thing. Is this like a podcast that we hope your mother doesn't listen to? Probably. This is a podcast that I had Sorry, no one that I actually know listening. ever listens to. We know a few people that we know listen to it. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> hopefully they're not the ones that have said any of these things. <laughs> What's our next one? Our next one. I don't know. I'll just say it. You can't understand kids need for their extended family if you don't have biological kids. That one made me want to punch own. somebody. Straight up, just ready to throw hands. That's, that is... Ridiculous. I was going to say go to Corfu. <laughs> well, that, that, that was a, uh, I might never talk to this person ever again. Mm. Because it was the most ridiculous statement I think I've ever heard somebody say. Because that's like saying that a, a couple that can't have babies, but they adopt... Will never Can't understand possibly, what their child will need. Yeah, understand their kids' needs because they didn't grow it and birth it. <laughs> what? Fuck off. I'm sorry, but... Oh, that one just... That got both of us, that one. We were both it just... Did. I was genuinely blown away. Yeah. Even just reading that statement. Just... Yeah. What? It just didn't make sense in any context. <clears throat> what about foster parents and adoptive parents and aunts and uncles and 
godparents and... Even just as a nanny. Like, I was a nanny for eight years, right? Yes. I did not have biological kids of my own. But I was employed because it's like you're someone who understands what kids need. You're meeting their physical needs, their emotional needs. You're basically a third parent in this situation. Like, mm-hmm. just, oh, <laughs> it still makes me mad. And it almost makes me mad that I did have a kid of my own in the end. Well, at least now you know for sure that you do understand. Because now you have a biological child. Nothing's changed. I didn't get <gasps> pregnant and suddenly like, oh, now I know what that meant. I don't I didn't understand. have him and go, oh, of course kids need extended family. Also, it implies that kids without extended family suffer. And I don't think they do either. Like, it's a lovely thing if you have it. But your kids can also be just fine and have a whole village that has nothing to do with blood people. Also, I'm... I mean, you can have circumstances where you have extended family that shouldn't be in the picture. That's what I mean. Because they're hurtful and harmful. Yeah. Some of the best people in our kids' lives are not blood-related to either of us. Shock Mm -hmm. horror. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that a fun statement? Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's tied to this idea that, yeah, as soon as you have had a child, you automatically just understand Well, it's like the idea of to be a mother, you just have to get pregnant and give birth. No. To be like a, just a biological mother, sure, but to be a a mum, a mummy, whatever... You need more. Takes than a that. bit more. You need to actually a bit more. be present with your kids, and you know, it's a thing. Anyway. Yeah. See, that one got us ranty. That one was a ranty one. Um, my personal favorite thing to date that has been said about both of us, and we're still trying to work out how this works in our relationship. Apparently, we are both coercively controlling. Well, of course we are. How does that work? Like, um, how does how does our marriage feasibly work without us just abusing the hell out of each other? Which, to date, hasn't happened even once. <laughs> like, when it was said, I think we genuinely sat there going, huh, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because do we just, if, like, do we just take turns? But then... But then you wouldn't... If we're both the controlling one. Exactly. I'm not going to relinquish my control for you to be in control. That's not how it works. Yeah, we're we're both doms, not switches. (laughs) Just doms. Well, according to this person. Two doms can't... Well, apparently they can be in a relationship. Two doms can't make a right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Wow. I'm so tired. (laughs) Hi, Dad. My name's John. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because I'm wearing... Sure. The dad jokes rubbed off on me. <laughs> I'm a little bit impressed with myself, to be honest. <laughs> this is what a glass of wine will do <laughs> three hours ago. I think anyway, you had two. They were like quarter glasses, that, so they probably equaled one. Anyway, <laughs> let's not do math. Your math isn't working very let's well either tonight. Math. Let's not do it. <laughs> 
Anyway, look, I'm in control here and you just need to shush. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. See, that wouldn't work if we were both controlling. I feel like we'd just be constantly in shouting matches. That's what I mean. But I'm not a shouter. Neither am I. Like, I hate it. I've raised my voice before. Not at me. Well, no, but I have raised my voice, and every time I raise my voice, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> oh, that's a little bit loud. Ooh, cringe. Oh, no. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I suppose it's just this idea of, like, also a statement said by someone who really doesn't know us. They don't know us at all, individually or together. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you're like, how do you... And don't get me wrong... Every human in this world can be controlling at times. I had that in, what are they called? Little Air quotation marks. Yeah, I say it like that. I think when you read it out loud, you're supposed to say, quote, controlling, end quote. Yeah, maybe. I anyway, don't know. But there's not, there's not actually anything wrong with choosing to control your life, your boundaries. That, that's my point. It, there's actually nothing wrong with me saying... Actually, for our home, this is something we do. So, yeah, that might be perceived as controlling, but it's actually just, here's my boundary and we're going to enforce it. It's like living in a gated complex. Right. It's protective. Right. Like, when you think of living in a gated complex, you don't think, oh, I'll be in prison. You go, oh, I'll be safe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't think there's actually anything wrong with, to an extent, being controlling in terms of this is how our family works or this is how my life works, you know. Um, But apparently, yeah, somehow you and I have survived nearly two years together, but we're both really coercively controlling and rude and mean and just awful. The worst people... And yet, anyone could possibly know. We've not ever really had a serious fight. We've had some serious things we've worked through. Mm -hmm. We don't Mm -hmm. scream at each other. Our kids are not black and blue from us just being terrible. I mean, I'm confused by this one still. It's good. It's a good theory, though. I like it. Mm. I especially like it from someone who literally, yeah, doesn't know us really at all. What is next? Let's see, let's see, let's see. (laughs) Ah, yes, the old uh, useless waste of space. Those are harsh words, right? It's a harsh thing to say about someone. Strong language. Very strong language. It really is. Useless. Has absolutely no purpose. Right, I... Waste of space. Yeah. I don't like calling anyone useless ever i don't care how much i hate them because yeah it implies that there's literally no purpose at all and that's not fair Mm -hmm. i mean there are some terrible people in this world and maybe but like (laughs) especially in the context it was set in that's a rough one yeah and it's not like it's not like we're the only people that have heard that like exactly. We're in a lot of Facebook groups. Right. And we've seen that or variations of that pop up fairly frequently, I feel. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just, I don't know, It's I feel like it's hard to 
even justify saying that about anyone? I think it's especially terrible when it's one parent saying it about the other parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, A, you wouldn't have your kids without that useless waste of space. <laughs> you wouldn't, so they weren't useless. And, B, your kid is half that person. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. So what are you saying about your kid? And see, like, you also loved that person once, or you liked them enough. To I have mean, a kid, yeah. I suppose, you know, there are obviously, you know, there's rape situations and stuff. That's not what we're talking about here at all, but as a general rule. Typically when a child is created, it's because two people if, actually genuinely cared for each other. Even if you just saw them in a club and thought they're attractive enough for me to go home with. There was something there. So to then turn around and just say complete useless waste of space is ridiculous. But it's even worse when, yeah, it's someone you were actually in a relationship with, had a family with, all of those things. Yeah. They're pretty terrible words. Yeah. Not, 10 out of 10 not recommend. (laughs) Zero out of 10 wouldn't recommend. It's another one of my favourite things, which is just so common in the blended family circle. So Mm -hmm. common. That the step-parent doesn't get a say until they're married or have been together for at least a year. I would like to say in my situation that we are married, we've been together well over a year, and in theory I'm still not supposed to have a say at all for anything. Well, you're a relative stranger. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's amazing, isn't it? It's great. Um, You don't have to be married to be a step-parent. No, you don't. It's amazing, isn't it? No, you really don't. Um, It's not a legal relationship. It's also not a set time period. I've been there for a year and therefore I now get a gold medal or a star. Here's a sticker for you. Like... Or a stamp or something. Being a step-parent is actually nothing to do with the relationship. It's your kids and your relationship with them. Mm-hmm. How do your step-kids see you? How do you see them? What's your goals? It's fine if you've decided I'm not going to have a relationship with them. That's fine. You're still kind of legally a step-parent, but you're not actually relationally that at all. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so that was another... Just stupid thing to say, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't actually make sense. I understand not wanting to give an important title to someone who's been around for three seconds. Yeah. But yeah, putting a time frame or a, you know, marriage stamp on it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. It's not like, yeah. I mean, I've seen people who have had partners who have been around for a year and they're absolutely still not a step-parent to the kids. Right. Kids absolutely don't like them at all. Right. So, or look to them as any kind of parent. Very just individual, Mm merits-based, situational. Yep. So anyway, so that's enough about stupid things that have been said. Like have been said. said. Yeah, 
like we said, that was more... It wasn't about, like, identifying the people that said these things. It's just about, as always, with everything we try to talk about, you're not alone. If you've had stupid things said to you, join the party. We have wine. <laughs> well, we don't, but sometimes we do. Are we doing... How do we do highs and lows with this? Say something that's really good that's been said about you. Because we've already done the lows, so let's do some highs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I was going to say my lows. I mean, people tell me I'm a good mum. Yeah. Which kind of annoys me. <laughs> what do you honest. mean? Well, again, it's like, why is it your place to judge if I'm a good or a bad parent? <laughs> I don't think it's like that. No, I know. But <laughs> just kind of I think that the best thing that's ever been said about me is exactly what T has chosen to call me. Mm-hmm. And while that has been riddled with drama and conflict, and he may not always call me that because of said drama and conflict, he chose it. And he sticks with it. And he refers to me as Mama Bex. And that just kind of sums it up to me of like, I am a mum to all three of the kids in different ways. Mm-hmm. I'm not their biological mother. I don't pretend to be. I don't want to be. And when, you know, they're with her, she's their mum. Even when they're with us in certain situations, like she's their mum making the decisions. But like, I'm the mum in our house. And having them, I don't know. Probably the other best thing that people have said to me is just, like, whenever the boys have just decided to come out with a random I love for you. Very cute. It's very cute. It's very selective when they say it. Yeah. Which means it just means more. Exactly. When they actually they say it. don't fling it around casually. No. Well, of course, I think, obviously, I think a high for me is, you know, when I've been walking through the shops holding my <laughs> kid's hand... And someone stops and says, oh, you're being such a good dad. Yeah, just just for holding their hand. So <laughs> present. So attentive. So, oh. Such a wonderful dad. Just <laughs> being there. Yeah. I don't know. What springs to mind, and it's not necessarily something that's been said about me before. Um, I was at work, and I had seen this joke. Mm-hmm. And it was basically, the joke was... Actually, no, I'll... So I'd seen this joke, and I went up to one of my co-workers, mm-hmm. and I was telling them this joke, and I said, oh, you know, I've been thinking about applying to be a reverse truck driver. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, like, it'll be my backup job. <laughs> 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 and my co-worker is looked at me and very confused and I kind of go ah joke didn't land it's fine I'll I'll just continue doing what I was doing <laughs> and then I'm just about to step away and he goes oh <laughs> and I finally gets it and says something and then he just goes oh I think I've seen like a glimmer of the real John there <laughs> I just enjoyed that moment. <laughs>
Look, you're clearly the king of dad jokes because it's rubbing off on me. I'm going to make the most epic one before. So, you know, it's a whole vibe in our house.